This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. From the audio jail cell in Meltdown Comics, it's Two Packs with me, Jeffrey Golden. Welcome to Two Packs, a trading card comedy show where I open up packs of weird, retro, incarcerated trading cards with a funny friend. This week, I'm joined by a hilarious stand-up comedian, writer, and animator who has created for Comedy Central, Playboy, Inverse, Fun Your Die, and many more, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Loftus. Hi. Hi, Jamie. Sorry, I yelled. No, that's, listen. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it in my head. In the head, yeah, it's a little crazy bit of a spike. when your own obnoxiousness immediately echoes right back <laughs> at you. Dude. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. I picked out some cards today I think you will enjoy. I'm because so excited. Knowing your humor, you often talk about criminals. You like, like the like Zamboni Crimes Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or your uh, your love interest, uh, Robert Durst. <laughs> Robert Durst. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your quote-unquote relationship with Robert Durst. Oh, okay. First, I feel the need to say I ignored a total of three calls from my mom yesterday because I was watching the jinx alone for the ninth time. So I don't even know. I watched the jinx when it was coming out obsessively and I was working in Boston at the time and this was the same time Serial was coming out Right. and I wrote about it and then I got this hate mail from Sarah Koenig. Alright, Sarah Koenig. You got hate I mail? I guess from... I love the jinx. <laughs> you got hate mail from Sarah Koenig for, was it a cartoon or was it a tweet no, or what was it that, it that was prompted like a... that response? It was an article I wrote for the Boston Globe about how I enjoyed cereal. She was very persnickety about mm-hmm. it. And she was like, actually, da, 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 da. actually, like, the correct way to respond to the content right. I created and is this way. Sarah Koenig, why didn't you investigate the wrestling team? <laughs> That's who most likely did the murder, uh. I was recently told. Anyways, so I was literally pushed into Robert Durst's <laughs> tiny little arms, little lizard claws, by one Sarah Koenig. And so I just started writing about the jinx instead. I stopped writing about cereal for work and just fell deeper into the hole. He's so charming. I have a penchant for small men, so he fits that bill, too. He's so small. Smallest, and most he, charming of men. And, <laughs> he's great. He's not afraid to call his brother a pussy. He is not afraid to escape jail without feeling bad. And you illustrated, it was a calendar, right? It's it was a Robert, Robert Durst fan calendar. Fan yeah. calendar. <laughs> well, I think it's time for us to enter the courtroom that is trading card land. Love it. That was a poor transition. <laughs> but some great cards here, some great oh, trading I'm so cards. Excited. From Eclipse Enterprises, we have True Crime 2. It's from 1992 on the cover, on the envelope yeah, rather. What is that? We have a series of weapons. We have an <laughs> axe, a knife, handcuffs, a gun, and it says G-Men, mass murderers, serial killers, gangsters, 12 collectors cards in every pack. Hell yeah. And then we have from the Federal Card Company, 
I don't think it's Is that a, f- a government-sanctioned trading, trading card company? You know, we did open DEA drug dog cards on an earlier episode oh, with whoa. Allegro Ringo. And so maybe the government has been flirting, I think, with trading they, cards for some time. The government, they're such flirts. They are flirts. They're such flirts. They're so cute. Blink, blink, blink. blink. <laughs> uh, we have Wanted by FBI, 1994. And it's the envelope has a big fingerprint with a target symbol, as if you're going to be murdering a fingerprint. A large thumb. <laughs> it's like you've got your sniper trained. It's just they a giant call thumbprint. Him the thumb. <laughs> oh, the criminal is the thumb. Is the thumb. That's They're just trying cool. to snipe a huge thumb <laughs> That'd be who can't great. stop killing kids. <laughs> Jamie, guest gets to decide which would you like to open, true crime to uh, or wanted by FBI. Equally good. I guess. Yes, I will open Wanted by FBI. Wanted by FBI. Yeah. All right. I will start us off with True Crime 2. Very excited. You really can't lose with this. You cannot. I'm sure we're going to get some goodies. Some goodies. Some- One. I'll start us off here with Joe Adonis. Uh-huh. So, yeah, these are all oil paintings. Of these criminals, and I guess I was expecting maybe more mug shots or something like that. These perfectly fine portraits. This one for Joe Adonis could be hanging over his living room of his family. He's smiling. He's got a big buck tooth smile. He's looking off to the right. He's got a hair that's slicked back, it black, looks wearing like a nice oil suit. Paintings of court drawings, maybe. Maybe I don't know. So this is Joe Adonis, aka Joe Dodo. Or Joey A. <laughs> no, not Joe Dodo. <laughs> Joe Dodo. What a scary guy. <laughs> yeah, you would have think that he would have maybe some more intimidating nicknames like The Boss. The or, boss. You know, Mr. Dodo. Mr. Killer. <laughs> but it's a Joey A. Joey A. Let's see. With Lucky Luciano deported. Ooh. The second time to Italy in 1947, control over the New York crime syndicate was shared by Joe Adonis, Mayor Lansky, and Frank Costello, who was also the top mafia boss. Joe Adonis, who was born in Italy in 1902, was known there as Joe Dodo before he illegally entered America as a teenager. (laughs) This is who Trump is talking about when he says that people are coming in. They're coming in from Italy to run our crime family. Joe Dodo. We gotta keep them out. <laughs> we gotta keep them out. That's a fun variation on Sarah Palin's Joe Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're every man Italian immigrant, Joe Dodo. <laughs> Joe Dodo. So he was part of a group of four who became the core group of young gangsters who expanded bootlegging out of the Italian ghetto, eliminated the old guard mustache Pete mafia leaders, and formed the <laughs> National Crime Syndicate, which it's competed crazy with the. Uh, how it, organized crime always sounds like cartoons. I know. I was just going to say the National Crime Syndicate reminds me of the National Cartoon Syndicate. The, yeah. the old ones that would carry Garfield and Calvin Hobbes, your paper. I feel like you could be at gunpoint and you'd be like, tell him Jake Dodo sent you. And then you'd go out on a good laugh at least. Yeah, he was peddling hot cigarettes. What does, what does that mean? Adonis had moved into Brooklyn Cold. and branched out into gambling vending machines and peddling hot cigarettes. I guess those are cigarettes that you lit and then try to sell to other people. Hot, like a hot cigarette. Maybe that's code for weed? No? The, uh, uh, hot Ziggy hot from Ziggies. Joe Dodo. Hot Ziggies. <laughs> Looks like they got him through the IRS. I think the IRS played a part in his downfall. So there you go. 
The IRS. There we go. All right. I've got the IRS. You have the actual IRS. (laughs) IRS gets their own card. IRS corruption gets their own trading card and wanted by the FBI. That is a hilarious and unplanned transition. (laughs) The IRS. I didn't even, I was just like, wow, the IRS must be pretty bad. (laughs) They can be good and bad. It's a yin and yang. In November 1950, the Kefauver Committee uncovered corruption in the IRS offices in California and Nevada. Among other things, it was revealed that Treasury agent William Burkett had been fired from the IRS when he tried to expose shakedowns and scams. Oh, we got a little Snowden in the IRS. I I love it. One of the IRS culprits, Chef Field Deputy Patrick Mooney, Regularly sold worthless copper mine stock to taxpayers, including <laughs> criminals. His grandson, Kyle Mooney. The <laughs> exactly. That's, uh... Gambler Elmer Bones Rammer. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of revival of old names. Yes. You know, we're seeing kids with old timeies, Edith and such. But Elmer has not made a comeback yet. I kind of want to see more Elmers. It. Nor will it. There'll be more Elmers. I have this memory of this young adult author that came to my school in second grade. I don't know why I remember this so clearly. <laughs> and the protagonist of his book was named Orville. And <laughs> that's all he talked about to the second grade class. He was just, it's crazy because his name's Orville. That's not a regular name. <laughs> so he's kind of a wacky guy. And I was like, oh, He got oh, hung so. up on that name. Yeah, it's like, you're a grown man. Calm down. <laughs> More about the IRS. As a result of the Kefauver hearings, the California IRS offices were purged and aggressive new agents hired. Their first targets were gangsters like Mickey Cohen, who had been investigated by the committee. With his lawyer dead, Cohen had talked too much about his finances. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the committee uncovered witnesses who had placed bets. Okay, a lot of these are mob-related Yeah, cards. I'm I getting that. I have a few that. mobsters here. Jake the Barber, Ernest Rapello, Estelle Carey, who is like a mob girlfriend. I've heard of a weird amount of these. That's because they're all in your dreams every they night. They are all framed in my home. <laughs> next to my... I need to rub my Robert Durst painting off my mirror. It's Christmas-themed. <laughs> I think, for me... February. For crying out loud. The longer you leave Christmas stuff up, the funnier it gets. That's true. If The thing is, I can't bring anyone to my house because there is a painting of Robert Durst in a Santa costume on my mirror. This is different than some of the other ones. This one is in outline. You see a silhouette of someone holding a folded men's shirt and then snow. And it says, the quote-unquote babysitter. Ooh, this sounds like a spooky story. This does sound like a spooky story. The other ones are just faces of people, but this one feels like could have been something out of scary stories to tell your family in the dark. There's a story called The Babysitter in those books. Oh, shit. And it was the first time I encountered the call is coming from inside the house trope. Oh, yeah. yeah, See, she was on the phone Uh too much. She was on the phone too much. Much get off the phone, babysitter. (laughs) The 40 year old guy who was writing those books was like, I'm gonna complain about my babysitter in ghost story form. (laughs) That'll teach him. (laughs) Did you ever read Go Ask Alice? The no, oh, it's this crazy journal written by Anonymous about this girl on the streets and she's addicted to drugs and she can't stop fucking and (laughs) she's 16. And then it was written by like a 60 year old lady (laughs) who is 
no drugs, no fucking. You know, it's just weird. <laughs> I like your own, no drugs. No, no drugs, no fucking. He <laughs> was getting to get to Russian in there. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to push it right there. <laughs> By the way, the backs of these cards are just a wall of text. It's so I've, much. I've yeah. never seen this much text on the back of a trading card before. <laughs> it's like a little novel. <laughs> it's a bit much, but I appreciate the detail. Between 1976 and 1977, seven preteens were killed in Oakland County, Michigan. Oh, hell yeah. A wealthy Detroit suburb. The first victim oh, was a 16-year-old yeah. girl. This is <laughs> becoming exciting for one of us I'm here. I'm losing my mind. Abducted in January 1976 and found, oh God, raped and bludgeoned the next day. Oh, that's not fun. No. Four days later, a 14-year-old girl, oh boy, yeah, oh <laughs> my God. This whole paragraph is just in this month. Something horrible happened to a young girl. This no. month, another horrible thing happened to a horrible girl. Let's a horrible see. girl. A horrible. Yeah, to a horrible. To a girl that well, really deserved it. To be fair, it was a real. A fifteen-year-old girl who it, it, was asking to be murdered. It was a real Veruca Salt situation. <laughs> These were Willy Wonka's. Uh, <laughs> the press named the killer the babysitter due to the victims' ages and the obsessive care with which their bodies had been treated. Detroit psychiatrist Bruce Danto published an open letter asking the killer to seek help and he did and that's where Frazier comes from oh my god <laughs> that's eventually that's what a happened. weird open letter I feel like that's the guy writing the open letter. He's just making it about himself. Yeah. Look at me. I know what you should do. Uh, yeah, listen. Hey, in uh, my professional... stop killing people, maybe. Yeah, seek help and counseling yeah. from a very qualified gentleman. <laughs> it's me. Uh, me. I'm a good boy. <laughs> What's I... your last card there? This one I really like. This is more recent because these came out in 92. This is Wanda Holloway, who's essentially a stage mom who is a murderer. Or attempted murderer. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is where Dance Moms leads us to. Yeah, this is a great story. So, whatever, she was born and then had a kid. Holloway <laughs> urged her daughter to join the cheerleading squad, the highest social order in local high school society. Who wrote this? Yeah. We know. Yeah, we're, we're to, pretty familiar with how, <laughs> how high school works. To further this goal, she sent the girl to a gymnastics studio to train. Her neighbor across the corner had a daughter the same age as Holloway's who attended the same gym. Both women put great effort into their daughters' lives, and both teens were pretty and popular, honor students, and involved with school politics. Uh-oh. <laughs> In 1989, the two girls competed against each other at seventh grade cheerleading tryouts. The other girl won. Before the 1990 tryouts, Holloway tried to give out campaign treats to influence voting. As a result, her daughter was disqualified. The jealous Holloway then attempted to hire her ex-husband's brother to kill the rival mother and daughter. The reluctant hitman went to the police and helped them collect taped evidence of Holloway's plans. At one point, she promised $2,500 for the mother's death and 5000 for the child's. Seems reasonable. You know what? That is reassuring. A hitman with a heart. Even a hitman <laughs> will have their limits. At some point, you He's have like, to say... I uh, think Wanda's gone too far <laughs> this time. Yeah. Listen, I've committed a lot of murders for money. But Wanda, <laughs> this is eighth grade cheerleading. <laughs> yeah. This may be a little much for me. I want to read Wanda Holloway's daughter's memoir. <laughs> Slash, I want to be more like Wanda Holloway. <laughs> what a parent. 
So invested. I, oh, my goodness. Takes a helicopter parent to helicopter with sniper parents. Oh, you my know? God. I feel like my mom is maybe two degrees separated from Wanda Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> what would you think she would say if she heard this podcast? I think she would be that? like, well, I guess so. <laughs> Because she was like, Jamie, I love that you play the oboe, but you should really go out for the dance team. Uh, really. She didn't want me to be a pariah. Right. Too late. Too late. Hooray. Yeah. Well, let's well. see if we can put some of these dangerous criminals behind bars. Okay. We've got Wanted by FBI coming up next coming after up. the break. <laughs> We're back. Was there a theme for Unsolved Mysteries? I'm trying to remember if there there was one, right? There was like uh, all I can think of is the X Files theme. <laughs> did, <there's, laughs> did you ever watch? Oh, what's it called? It was on E Entertainment Television. Great, hosted by AJ Benza. Good. It was called Mysteries and Scandals. Mysteries with AJ and Scandals. Benza. Great show. Yeah, all I on YouTube, and it's all about Hollywood crime. <laughs> and every they're not particularly informative. They're only twenty minutes long. But AJ Benza hundred percent steals the show every single time. He just appears in the middle of a street that is clearly <laughs> a set, and there's just. Fog. Sometimes he's obscured by the amount of fog, and then he'd be like, Peg Entwistle wanted to be a star until fate and a little thing called Hollywood <laughs> took it. Get he does it. Far. He does it better. Listen, did he get a walk on the Hall of Fame? <laughs> no. I feel like you need I... his star on the Walk of Fame just to police these other stars. AJ sure Benza. AJ Benza for, he... for Hollywood star campaign. Oh, he does some really good ones. And then some real B-side, not very <laughs> interesting ones, but always the same amount of ugh. And then I found his memoir. Great. Yeah, I didn't read it, but I have it. No, but you own it. That's the important thing. You hug it. That's the yeah. important thing. It was like a sad memoir where the title references this short-lived E-series that he used to hug. The oh. mystery of why my show got canceled. <laughs> and the scandal of why it was not good. There is one line he'd always sign off with. Ugh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was like, I'll see you on the other side of Hollywood. <laughs> so that... Do you mean West Hollywood? Or yeah, do you mean East like, Hollywood? The Valley? The Valley? Where are, you, where are you going, man? With, Sorry for going on that Benza tangent. No, I love Benza tangent. <laughs> I know, we need it more. It was a Benza bonanza. It was. <laughs> oh, oh. Oof. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just take a shot in the dark. This is Richard Rodriguez. What does Richard look like? These are mug shots. Clearly, these are mug shots. They cut out the background and put white in the background. And right. then you have the Wanted by FBI logo on all of them. It has the name, and then it has what they did. It has their crimes. Oh, wait. I'm actually going to trash Rich. Sorry, Rich. Bye, Your Rich. crime is the least interesting. Here's an old man who's in the top 10 most wanted. Oh, shit. Yeah. Donald Eugene Webb, which I feel like I've heard that name before. Wanted for interstate flight murder. Attempted burglary. Also, he weighs 165 pounds. He's 5'9". In interstate... His hair is gray-brown. His ooh. eyes are brown. His complexion is medium. <laughs> He's a male. He's a white American male. My fave. <laughs> That's really your type. He's got a small scar on his right cheek. He's got Tats. He loves tats. Does it say specifically what tats he has? Yes. Allegedly Don on the web of his right hand. Great. Anne on his chest. 
Okay, and a big Tasmanian devil on his yeah. back. <laughs> and the baby Muppets. <laughs> Occupations butcher, car salesman, jewelry salesman, real estate salesman, restaurant manager, vending machine repairman. Oh. Truly. Yeah, he's a renaissance man a renaissance here. He's got a lot man. of different occupations. Also, what a weird amount of things commonly associated with being a con man. <laughs> like <laughs> restaurant manager, salesman. <laughs> Webb has been convicted of burglary, possession of counterfeit money, possession of weapon. Burglary tools and dangerous instruments, breaking and entering with intent to commit larceny, armed bank robbery, and auto larceny. If you have any information about him, he is 86 now, so oh wow, we're probably safe. Yeah. I or think he's, he's dead. He could very well be dead at 86. Oh, he's certainly dead now. These cards I mean, came out in the early 90s. Look at his picture. He lived hard. Yeah, that's a guy who has seen better days. I'll find him and I'll change him. Hooray. <laughs> I'll fix him. Good one. Come for it, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're empowered. I'm empowered. I'll fix you. Let's see. I love this guy here. Robert Thomas, Ch- I swear you not, Chicken is his <gasps> last name. C-H-I-C-K-E-N-E. Chicken. Ch- a chicken. Chicken. He looks like, <laughs> all right, so you're a wrestling fan. You know Daniel Bryan, the of wrestler course. who is- Does fa- he look like Daniel Bryan? Well, he looks like the lesser Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, he, yes, he, he does. He, he looks like a balder Daniel Bryan. He looks like a bald, sadder Daniel Bryan. That's like, like an alternate you. reality Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. This is the other way he could have gone. He also has interstate flight. Tampering with public documents and deliberate homicide. I guess would manslaughter be the opposite of manslaughter, that? Baby. Right. So let's see. On the back, yeah, it has all their stats. Almost like Street Fighter. Name Robert Thomas Chicken. Place of birth Manhattan. Born in November third, nineteen fifty. Height a uh, six foot. Weighed one hundred sixty pounds. He's got a slender build. Reddish blonde hair. Blue eyes. Complexion ruddy. Uh, yum. <laughs> Nationality, American. Also white. Dude, this guy's also up here. Oh, he's a bad boy. <laughs> but he's got a good heart, I bet. <laughs> the goodest. The goodest. See, scars and marks. Tattoo of Grim Reaper with a Harley <gasps> Davidson ribbon on his upper right arm. That's pretty badass. Dangerous boys. And he's got Harley wings on his right forearm. Does he have a motorcycle? I think he must. Take yeah. me to the prom chicken. His occupation, floor clerk, store manager clerk, owner, operator of a bar. Okay, here is what they say about him. A chicken reportedly has a <laughs> congenital right foot deformity resulting in a 5 eighths inch discrepancy in leg length and two shoe sizes smaller in right foot. <laughs> He's got a draggy little leg. Oh man, that's oh. this is the guy. This is all right. The you're guy. you're you're in a, right. you're in a Vince Vaughn movie. Vince Vaughn has been captured by motorcycle gangs, and this is the one that Vince Vaughn is going to make fun of a bunch. <laughs> Did you notice your leg was shorter than your other leg? Oh, you're mislegged. Your leg weird. Your leg. You need a peg your leg. leg? Weird. <laughs> you need a peg leg. It's a peg. And he's like, yeah, my name's Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're a chicken? And then when it comes out, there'll be someone with a draggy leg who writes a Medium.com article. Don't make fun (laughs) of people with draggy legs. We're nice. I know. That's now. That's how that happens now. my man. He's great. He is a known motorcycle gang member and is also known to have drastically altered his appearance and assuming various false identities. That seems like it would be hard for him because that draggy leg seems pretty consistent across disguises. I know, but one of his fake names is Bob Sportster. 
then another one of his fake names is Sportster Bob. I like this guy. This guy I is good. love this guy. Except for the murder. I don't like the murder. But otherwise, I think he's pretty I'd cool. trust him with my kids. <laughs> yeah. I've got Richard Gerard Bocklage, who I have to say is very handsome. Here's his stats. He's also the same age as my dad. Ooh. 6'2", 190 pounds, build medium, hair brown, eyes brown, complexion medium, white, American male, long (laughs) surgical scar. (laughs) Bocklage is reportedly an avid outdoorsman who could survive in the wilderness for long periods of time. All right, an outdoorsman. I love these aliases. uh, Dick Bock, Rick Bock. (laughs) (laughs) Dick Bock. Dick Bocklage, Richard Bocklage, Dick Bocklage, Richard Bocklage. Robert Cass. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot of them are just dick bock, dick bock, dick bock, dick bock, dick bock. He's wanted for shooting a woman in the face three times oh God. at close range. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, yeah. But I would go with him. You'd go with him to murder a woman? Or... No, I would, if he was like, get in my car. You'd be like, oh, okay. I'd be like, oh, dick bock? <laughs> sure, especially if his license plate said dick bock. That would be pretty cool. I'd be like, now this guy is horny and cool. <laughs> Love him. Let's see. I've got one more for us. John Paul Aleshi. He is wanted for interstate flight and attempted capital murder. I guess I don't know the difference between the different types of murder. Capital, I mean. This guy looks like a murderer. He is <laughs> frowning. He is a bald black hair. with. He's got a beard, but he's the mustache part of the beard doesn't connect to the beard. Oh, yuck. And he's got the goatee patch Can as I well. See? And oh, uh, yeah. that's a sad daddy. This is a sad dad. That's a sad daddy. Look at this as the side photo on the back. His hair's even worse from the side. It looks like he's got Nike stripes. Yeah. His he did something crazy happen to his head. Looks like. I uh, love when criminals shave their heads. Yeah, it's either shaved <laughs> or it almost looks, they look like scars, but it is hair. But the hair looks like <laughs> scarred on the sides of his head. Super. Why would you go out of your way to look distinctive in that way? I don't know. Robert Durst shaved his eyebrows off at one point. I got news for you. He's another white American male. It's almost like they commit a ton of crimes. (laughs) Almost like that. (laughs) Let's see. He's got birthplace Las Vegas. Yeah. His height is 5'11", 2, 6 foot. I guess. Maybe he's slouchy. But he's his white 192, 230 pounds. There's a range of him. He's like Uh, Oprah. He is like Oprah. That's (laughs) right. Scars and marks. His left index fingers amputated. He was a computer software expert. Oh, man. Oh, Daddy. Could you you imagine calling tech support and getting this guy to come upstairs? I would believe if he was a tech support guy. Tech support, yeah, yeah, he looks... Isn't that unusual for someone giving you tech support to look sad to be doing that? Oh, yeah, look at this. He has been involved in numerous schemes to defraud computer companies (gasps) of computer software and hardware. That's kind of cool. He may have lost weight and may be using a toupee to cover his baldness. (laughs) What's interesting is that... I feel for this guy more we hear about him. Unless she's being sought in connection with the attempted capital murder of a police officer. In addition, he is wanted by local tech
Texas authorities for possession of controlled substances, theft of property, and theft of computer software, and in Colorado for unlawful issuance of bad checks. He's considered armed and extremely dangerous with a computer. No, not with a computer. This 1993, could you imagine what if in another world this guy is like Bill Gates? (laughs) Instead of defrauding people's computers, he invented Microsoft. He could be like an Aaron Swartz Robin Hood kind of character. Yeah. And take good stuff from computers. That's true. Computers bring us lots of good. Things. I love computers. They bring us podcasts, like our podcast, Two Packs, and they brought you to the podcast oh, realm as well. Doing. Yeah, I another one of doing. my classic uh, transitions. Da, da, da. I'm going, I'm pantomiming being Tarzan <laughs> going from vine to vine here. <laughs> Tell us about your new podcast here. My new podcast I host with Caitlin Durante, and it is called The Bechdel Cast. We have a guest on every week. We talk about how the women are portrayed in a movie of our guest's choice. You Usually it's not great. Sometimes it's fine. <laughs> not the podcast, the portrayal. Of women. You, Podcasts always great. So you don't specifically seek out movies where the portrayal of women is particularly egregious or something. You just look at all um, movies and just try to, to get a sense of what what, yeah. the, what the pulse is on women in, in film. What's the pulse What's on the women? Pulse? Hopefully it's there. Yeah, I mean, it's more fun to just talk about a movie that our guest really likes for better or worse. But sometimes, like we did Titanic recently. Great. And it's fun to revisit old movies that you wouldn't think were great to women, Titanic actually is great to women. I believe it. Yeah. I totally believe it. It's a very strong Lots uh, of agency, part. baby. She's, yeah. She's making decisions. Mm-hmm. She's calling the shots here. Jack, total cuck, very respectable. <laughs> Love it. A respectable cuck. He's a respectable <laughs> cuck. If they rewrote that kink song today... I think that that would work. He's a well-respected cut. So Titanic is a movie that you watched that was uh, good for women. Was, was there one that was uh, not so great that you would you Oh, were like, for sure. That is most, most of them. Most of them. They're, my favorite one that is fun to just yell about was Love Actually. Love Actually. Love Actually, Love Actually is arguably horrible to everyone, but I to saw women so, characters especially. I saw bad. it for the first time this Christmas. I saw Me it too. the first time this Christmas. Boy. It's fucked up. It's, like, it's it is horrible. fucked up. Yeah, there's Every a lot of woman over with it. 40 gets aggressively screwed over. <laughs> and then every woman under 40 is horny to the point where they can't control themselves from having sex with Alan Rickman. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, Alan Rickman is not I exactly sexy. I wouldn't. <laughs> Rest in peace. I would not have sex with him. No. Dead or alive. What if he was a criminal, though? What if, if he, he was, murdered someone? I mean, there's a certain edge that comes. I love a bad boy. <laughs> I love the title, too. Bechdel cast is really fun. And so who are some of the guests that you've had on? Oh, uh, t- well, for our Titanic episode, we had Aparna Nintrola. Oh, that's great. Uh, that was fun. For Love Actually, it was Deborah DiGiovanni, who is so fun to yell with. <laughs> <laughs> Just a screaming fest. Uh, we've had Will Weldon. We've had just a bevy of wonderful people. Really funny uh, folks. All funny. None of them are not funny. Uh, um, it's <laughs> no fun. serious guests. And it's also recorded here at Meltdown. At Meltdown Comics. Yeah. It's a great shop here. It's, it's a fun place. I frequent it. <laughs> As well you should. Yeah. You know what? What? It's time for trades. <gasps> 
Trade. All right, I like to let guests initiate trade. Are there any true crime cards that you would like that you would be interested in trading for? I really want Wanda back. Yeah, I don't blame you. Let's see, who do we got? Oh, well, I think I've got a trade for Daniel Bryan, the criminal. You want, you want Mr. Chicken back? You <laughs> yeah, know that's chicken. a fair trade. That's I a fair so. trade. I think so, too. Welcome back, Wanda. I think so, Welcome too. Welcome back to the fold. I like looking at that group before would have been like a really cool gang. You know? Wanda's an outlier. Yeah. She's like the woman in every superhero movie that isn't treated too good. But she does something hot and then she's like, what? You know? <laughs> what? I can do it too. Yeah. The, the girls can play. And then they're like, the whoa. Uh-oh. Tugging at the collar. What a gal. <laughs> oh boy. Hopefully one of us gets to kiss her in the third act. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Which one of us will it be? <laughs> Probably the hot. This one. Yeah, that Who's makes the sense. biggest on the poster? Uh, do you mean the Hulk? The big, <laughs> no biggest Hulk. guy in the poster always gets to kiss the hot broad who does one cool thing. <laughs> yeah, listen, this babysitter card is creeping me out. I am I'm triggered. Not necess- I'm not necessarily <laughs> proposing a trade. Do you just want it? I'll take it. Okay. Well, is there anyone who's standing out? You know, we've got Computer Daddy, yeah. we've got Hot Man Dick Bach, and we've got Top Ten. Donald Eugene Webb. I don't want to take Dick Bach away from you. Dick Bach, yeah. Dick Bach. I'll take computer. You computer, like com- dude. computer daddy? Computer daddy. Computer daddy. That would be a bad porno. Computer daddy. Computer daddy. Hey, Jamie. Hi. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we'd like to thank Meltdown Comics, as always, for hosting our show. Hey, thanks, guys. We'd like to thank Mason in the booth. Hey, thanks, Mason. This has been two packs. We are, what would you say? What verdict would you give our show today? Innocent. Innocent. Yay. We, we did, did not do it. <laughs> we got off. We dismembered in self-defense. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to do that. I did not kill them all. Of course. <laughs> Two Packs was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers. Break music by Lee Rosevere. Logo by Kenny Kyle. Like the show? Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners as cool as you. Follow us on Twitter at Two Packs Podcast, that's T-W-O, and me at Jeffrey Golden, that's Jeffrey with a G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for you to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. All right, so if you're doing a pie chart of yeah. ironic to non-ironic appreciation of Robert Durst, how would you quantify it, do you think? It's changed over the years. <laughs> it's grown. It can never be totally real because... He's a murderer. <laughs> I can't say that. Right. He's been accused of murder. Sure, sure, sure. That's it, true. The only thing he has admitted to doing is dismembering a body. <laughs> Not killing it, (laughs) just dismembering it in self-defense. So, because of the insidious nature of true crime, it can never be 100% real. But at this point, it's about 80% real. Real. I tried to go to his court date the other day. It's that real. Oh, shit. I (laughs) didn't get in. There was a secret witness. They sealed the courtroom. (laughs) Damn it, they always do that. It's so mean. They also tried to shut out the failing New York Times. Of course they did. They tried to shut them out, (laughs) which was not successful. The failing New York Times have their ways.